Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Welcome to episode 18 of Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. It's Matt here hosting this week because Lucas is not, obviously. Uh, he's going to France for two weeks, so you're stuck with me and Susie. <laughs> How does that sound, Susie? <laughs> I could think of worse things that happen. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like no podcast at all? That, well, that might not be better yeah. or worse, I, I don't could, know. Then everyone gets a holiday, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, they they get enough of them with us. We're pretty fucking slow. <laughs> this will be the swearing episode by me, <laughs> obviously. Um, so we might as well get into what we've been playing, I guess, real quick. Um, myself, I've been playing a bunch of Uncharted Two. I bought it on eBay. Uh, it was a special. It was Game of the Year edition that comes with all the bonus content. Yep. Cost me thirty bucks. And then the code expired last friggin' year, so none of the bonus content worked, so I got it for half price. They re- they refunded half the money, that was cool. So nice. Uncharted 2 for 15 bucks. can't complain about that. No, so, that's pretty good. <laughs> so I've been playing the shit out of that, and um, Civilization Revolution, which is... The Civilization series is a series of games that I've always loved. It was probably... I think the original was one of the first games I ever owned... And uh, I just bought Civilization Revolution for my iPad for 15 bucks, and I've been playing the shit out of that too, so I'm loving it. What about you, Susie? Cool. Uh, well, I've got a bit uh, Transformers Bananas, I think, with the uh, the new film that's come out. So I did pick up Transformers Dark of the Moon last week, a.k.a. Transformers 3. And, yep, for um, Xbox. Uh, yes, yes, we did get it for Xbox. Um, and so I've basically just spent the last weekend uh, completing the campaign and uh, checking out the multiplayer. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, enjoying it. Have, did you play any of the other Transformer games? Yeah, I've got Transformers 2 and uh, War for Cybertron as well. Uh, War for Cybertron is probably my favourite Transformers title uh, game to date. That one was uh, different to the mo- the story of the movies, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wolf of Cybertron yeah. was was sort of on its on its own. It was cool because it was uh, the old school Transformers look, but the new Transformers sound. So, uh, and it was Sweet. just silly. It was just it was silly fun, and um, yeah, I I, I, th- I think that's the best title. But um, uh, with Transformers Three: Dark of the Moon, it pretty much. Uh, everything that happens in that game is b- just before the film. So, uh, so like a prequel. So it's kind of between Transformers Two and Transformers Three movies. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you're not going to have any spoilers for the film if you play it first and then see the movie. Um, I saw the movie and then played the game, and I was like, ah, that's what happened. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool if you're a Transformers fan. Then. Does, does Megan Fox get, like, crushed by a Transformer or something in the game? <laughs> there is no Megan Fox. <laughs> she's gone. Uh, she, she's gone prior to the, the game. Yeah, yeah. In fact, everything in the game, there's no human 
uh, reference at all. It's all... Oh, fuck. Maybe they should make the movies like that. <laughs> well, it'd make more sense. Um, it'd make Transformers 2 about half as long. Oh, God, that's... Yeah, I just get rid of it. I, I actually, to be honest, I think Transformers Three should just replace Transformers Two altogether. Yeah, because I don't really remember a lot that happened in it. Because it was it just, was fucking dull. Oh, it was rubbish. But um, <laughs> I saw it twice, and oh. the second time was uh, was in a drive-in with my girlfriend Ashley. She um, it was just before we started. Well, it was kind of a date. But uh, it was before we kind of started dating and we went to the drive-in. We'd known each other for a while. This is a get-to-know-Matt segment now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went and saw that and fuck, it was a struggle not to fall asleep in the car. Oh, man, it was so fucking terrible. I don't anyway. know why they went so backwards with it because the first one is just so... Even now, I, I can still... It was still, great. Oh, I, I, I love it. It's one of my favourite films of all time. It looked real. It sounded good. The transformations were fantastic. And then it gets to the second one, and Robocop had better animation than Transformers <laughs> 2. So... Oh, I just... I hate all the interactions between the guy, what's his name, Witwicky, yeah. and, um, and fucking Megan Fox... Because for a start, she's a terrible fucking actress, and <laughs> the writing was fucking disgraceful. But anyway, this just, is a gaming podcast, yeah. so we might just <laughs> kick on, and we will hit onto the news. And now, for the DBG News. Okay, we've got a few news items to discuss this week. Since Lucas isn't here, it's going to be a bit one-sided. I'm into PS3s, so I put a lot of PS3 stuff in here. So, like it or just listen anyway. (laughs) Um, First of all, we'll start with an Android thing. Age of Zombies by Halfbrick, which is a twin-stick shooter, is now available for Android via Amazon's App Store for two US dollars. I am assuming that it's available in Australia via that. I'm not sure. But I don't really like Age of Zombies, so whatever. But it's an Australian company, so if you you like twin-stick shooters and you have an Android phone, check that out. Sony's top development executives have come out and said that they reckon the Vita is the easiest PlayStation platform yet to develop games for because um, obviously the PS3 was fucked for development and <laughs> so they want to get you know more people involved more you know get games out quicker and cheaper basically mm. which sounds fucking good to me why not yeah so <laughs> they they reckon that they um that right from the beginning of designing the Vita you know apart from dual analog sticks they wanted to uh make it easier to develop for it so that's good and it's good for us as gamers because we will hopefully get a lot of good content quickly. Mm. Uh, next on the list, Limbo, which is was previously an Xbox exclusive, is now available or will be available on the PSN uh, July 19th and 20th, which will be, in well, it's a week from mm. today. Um, did you ever play Limbo? I played the demo. Uh, it's It was a little freaky. A lot of people loved it. Um, 
It was probably a little too freaky for my liking. So I played the trial, didn't yeah. bother getting full thing. <laughs> yeah, I heard there was some scare, well, scary bits. It's just the imagery they used mainly. It's like the art style. Or? Yeah, the art style was creepy enough as it was, uh, but just just the imagery of. Um, I guess in the background, uh, one thing I remember there was there was like someone hanging from a tree or something, and just uh, oh, lovely, yeah, and big spiders and yuck, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a lot of people liked it, so if you like scary games, I guess, or games with um, different art styles, and what is it? it's like a platformer, isn't it? Yeah, side-scrolling platformer yeah, or something? Yeah, it's, like it's, it's a side-scrolling platformer, uh, but you've you got to think about what you're doing because there's lots of little traps and sort of puzzly things. So you've got to jump over or, yeah. you know, yeah. climb onto a branch cool. which releases a door that you can get through. Otherwise, there's lots of traps and, yeah. <clears throat> Fun stuff. So, well, that's on the PSN on July 19th and 20th and will be available for PC via Steam. August 2, worldwide, so check that out. There you go. Uh, Rockstar have trademarked Rockstar Films, so it sounds like they'll be making movies based on their games. That sounds good to me. Their games are pretty much movies already. Well, yeah. <laughs> the shorts in them are certainly better than a lot of films I've seen lately. <laughs> but, um, well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a Red Dead Redemption film, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I don't know, though. Because how do you portray the story of a, f- like, 40-hour game into a movie Yeah. and not have it suck? You would get rid of the uh, uh, horse, horse riding, riding. The, the races that you have to do um, yeah. in the carriage and stuff. And I imagine that in a film, getting from Escalara to Tall Trees, <laughs> you wouldn't have to do in a movie. <laughs> be kind of, just skip Mexico. Yeah, be kind of, uh, yeah, nobody needs that. Just just arrive at Armadillo, uh, get shot, go to the McFarlane Ranch, uh, nearly shagger, but don't because you're married. Then go to Tall Trees, skin a bear. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the movie. He's He's got to show his son how to go hunting. That's it. There you go. There's a family moment right there. See? I don't know. You, you don't... Could you do it in one movie? It'd be a long fucking movie. Would you have an hour for each section? Or it could be like Lord of the Rings. Know. It could be done in three parts, all shot on the same weekend. Just Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Part One, Part Two, and yeah. Part Three. There you go. It's a trilogy. Maybe they'll just get all the cutscenes and piece them together into movies. Oh, that works for me. That, that'd be cheap. And uh, anyway, TV movie for Undead Nightmare. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. we'll we'll see anyway. They could do a, like an HBO series like The Sopranos for GTA 4. Uh, didn't they kind of do that with Deadwood? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That'll be great. Rockstar are good, yeah. so whatever. Speaking of Rockstar, uh, Team Bondi. There's been a lot of news about Team Bondi lately, about the alleged mistreatment of developers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you read anything about yeah, this? I've or? been hearing bits and pieces of it. Um, I'm probably a little ignorant on, on the topic from what I've heard. Um, 
from from what I've gathered anyway is that what people are saying now is they've been uncredited for work they've done. They will work to the bone doing stupid hours of overtime for pretty much no recompense for their effort. Uh, and Team mm. Bondi are not being very nice about it. So yeah, I don't know which is true. I don't know if it's just developers having a big whinge because the game's having <clears throat> you know been quite successful with sales and maybe. Well, I don't know. The uh, the first thing that originally happened was the game got brought out and a bunch of obviously, like you said, a bunch of the developers were a bit pissed off because they weren't listed in the credits. So. They teamed up together and put up a website with the actual credits, including every single developer who worked at Team Bondi during the the seven-year development of L.A. Noire. And there was a bit of news about that at the time, and it kind of washed away in the news. You know, other things come up and people forget about it. And then (laughs) a bunch of developers started coming out saying that... uh, making claims about things like working overtime for like 90 to 110 hour weeks uh, with unpaid overtime and basically things like the management. If you decided to go home after only working like eight, like 10 hours in a day, you would get death stared and bat like evil eyes and yeah. stuff like that from the management, you know? <laughs> Sounds like where I work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my work, I just go out, go home anyway, but I'm not a developer. <laughs> so, but um, they basically come out and said things like uh, that, and um, some de- there was apparently a clause in the contract saying if you do overtime, it will be paid upon completion and release yeah. of the game, unless you were not working on the game at the point of release. So all the developers who worked overtime and then quit because they were just burnt out. Yeah. Are missing out on overtime and stuff like that, so it's kind of a big shit fight. And um, you know, people are saying that Rockstar are not going to publish the next Tim Bondi game, and the manager management, I think CEO of Tim Bondi, is uh, Brendan mm. McNamara. They're coming out saying nasty things about him, and he's acting like whatever he's not hasn't done anything wrong and then people are coming out and saying that this is the way that works in game development and crunch time you know so it's all very fascinating (laughs) well i guess i guess you know it it probably shouldn't the way i see it is it probably shouldn't have to be such a shit fight if they've got a contract saying that they're to be paid these you know the overtime they did upon completion then that's a contract so that must be honored if yeah. I mean working up to 110 hours a week is just like that's ridiculous, uh, and maybe this is this is where uh, there does need to be some kind of of union or something for game developers. It could it could set a precedent for it. But then again, mm. um, put it this way: if I had to work 110 hours one week, it would be the only week I would ever work 110 hours. I don't care what the end result would look like. Yeah. But- well, see, the, the problem with working those kind of hours is that by the time you've... Like, your standard work week is 38 to 40 hours, right? Yeah. So, once you're working, like, nearly three times that, mm. you're not going to be anywhere near efficient at your work. And you're going to be, like, staring at the screen, spending hours on fixing bugs that would normally be, like, completely obvious to you and things like that, you know? Yeah. And to have... To kind of be forced by 
a, the sort of uh, what do you call it, like the atmosphere or, or culture of the development company of being like, if you don't work this overtime, then you're a bad worker. Mm. It's kind of doesn't really help things come along and the whole being burnt out thing working people till they're burnt out you know do you end up having to double handle stuff yeah so what's one leading person might or one developer might come up with all this stuff and then quit or be fired and that all gets dumped on someone else who has to go through and figure out their how they were doing it and where they're up to and all that kind of thing so you spend hours upon hours just redoing stuff that's already been done. So, you know, the the claims are all very harsh, but the fact that it's taken seven years to develop the game, <laughs> yeah. it does not surprise me. Well, I mean, and this is what I, I don't like, situations like this coming out in the public. I, I would like to make a better opinion about it when Mr. McNamara comes out and responds. Well, he's they've see IGN did a big article when this all came out because uh, a freelance journalist wrote an article for IGN mm. and he investigated and interviewed a bunch of ex-employees and he interviewed Brendan McNamara mm. and basically a lot of his responses were kind of like I worked as many, as long hours as everyone else and he actually said at one point that he kind of thinks that developers would. You know, if they get burnt out, they can't handle it, then he'll hire someone who can. Yeah. So, which is kind of a bit... Um, mm. It's In one way, it's fair, and in one way, it's not. It's fair if you're saying in 40 hours... if, if In a 40-hour week, if you can't handle it, mm. then you're going to get replaced. But then if you're forcing people to work ridiculous hours mm. under pressure, and, yeah, you know, it's a bit unreasonable. Isn't... And I, I'm not saying that it's a reasonable thing, but isn't this what game developers kind of sign up to, to do? If if you're choosing game development as your line of work, um, you know, there is no union. You don't have public holidays. You don't have sick leave. You know, it's, it's all contract. You yeah. don't have very good working rights when you're a game developer. So, look, and I don't think anyone should go yeah. without credit. For their work, if you work, if you worked on it, you deserve that credit. Um, yeah. But in some respects, I just I think this could could have all been handled a bit better, and maybe yeah. that's why I'm sort of a bit like, eh. yeah, mm. I'm I'm in agreement with that. Mm. It's a bit, uh, yeah. I mean, it's rough for the see a lot of these developers were people who've never worked on games before. They're like young Australians who've gone through done their courses and stuff and then you know someone said well they've been hired and you know you think wow this game is being developed this game is being published by rockstar this will be a great experience yeah and then you know there's people who are ex-employees of team bondi coming out saying that this experience has made them never want to work in the games industry again Mm. but at the same time it's the kind of nature of the beast like you said i mean you look at people's uh, standard idea of a game's development time is like you think, oh, two to three years, right? Or like four four years max kind of thing mm. on creating a game. And really, I mean, I've done some... Co- I've, I've done coding mm. in the past, not game development, but I know... I can understand that it can take a long fucking time. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that this crunch stuff happens and... 
it sucks that it's happened here, but hopefully they can... I mean, there's plenty of developers out there who've come out saying, you know, their company treats them right and stuff like that. It's just a matter of finding those companies, I guess. Yeah. And, and that and the management teams kind of getting a bit more um, empathetic empathy towards their employees I guess yeah. well I mean let's let's just let them sort it out and go about yeah. the right way and and not let it get into a media frenzy of you know nerds yeah. versus nerds and what's fair and, well, and what isn't <laughs> yeah it'll be it, like I've said on Twitter it'll be interesting to see Rockstar's response if they have any and what happens in the end, anyway? Yeah. So well, it's nice to see um, Rockstar Games. If 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 it's true that they're saying that nah, we don't want to work with Team Bono because they treat their developers like shit, uh, well, good on you, Rockstar. I I I like that. So yeah. very nice. But at the same time, there's people saying that Rockstar management might have been the ones putting the pressure on. But mm. I don't know. Who knows? Like from from our point of view. Who can really say? We went there. So, yeah. Anyway, mm. moving on. Um, Dragon Age 2. Uh, people either liked it or hated it. The first DLC is coming out this month. So, uh, if you liked it, pick up Legacy. Uh, I don't know what day it's coming out. Maybe I should have looked that up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Bioware said that this DLC will go deeper into the Hawk family story, particularly that of the father. So, oh, and it in, it takes people takes players to to new areas, including a Grey Warden prison. <gasps> so, that'll be cool. Uh, eight hundred Microsoft points and ten dollars US on PS3 will be out July twenty sixth, and will also be out on PS on PC July twenty sixth. So, get on board with that. Uh, nice. Quick one, nin- Nintendo's president has conceded that the 3DS launch lineup was lacking and that they don't want that to happen with the Wii U. Uh, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The PSN Pass has been in the news a little bit. PSN is bringing a new thing, basically. It's like your uh, online passes in... They had Mortal Kombat had online pass and games like... FIFA, uh, yeah, FIFA have one. Just sport. I think sports games and all that. They're kind. Of, they're the passes where if you get it pre-owned, you have to pay ten or fifteen bucks or something to be able to get online multiplayer access. Yeah. The PSN pass is basically that with a fancy name, and it'll be basically what's in games already, just called the PSN pass, and it'll be on first-party games. So, nothing new there. It's basically to try and stem the tide of pre-owned games, which is fine by me. Mm. Tony Reid of the GDAA, the Game Developers Association of Australia, says that he reckons Australia is going to be a leading force in the games industry within five years thanks to a new tax break that the government are putting in. It's for basically research and development, something like... 50 cents in the dollar or something, I guess, I don't know, will be tax deductible in research and development. So hmm. hopefully that helps encourage more game development in Australia. <laughs> we should have we <laughs> probably read that in the opposite order. <laughs> Discuss 
more incentive of being a game developer and then go into Team Bondi shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> no, because this way, it's kind of like the shit sandwich where you want to <laughs> insult someone, so you say something nice and then you say the insult and then you say something nice again so that they forget. <laughs> well, the idea is that the person's too fucking stupid to realize that you just fucking nailed them with an insult. There you go. Oh, there you go. You get a, you get a tax a tax incentive. You know the work's hard. The pay's not great, but tax wise, butte. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully the companies will be able to use the tax break to pay the overtime. Well, there you go. That'd be nice. You still get to work 110 hours, but we will pay you, and you might get your name on a credit, yeah, so... not on a website by disgruntled game developers later on. Ha ha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so, there's details about that. Uh, I'll put a link in the um, in the show notes for anyone who's interested in, you know, the boring accounting crap. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and the last one here, because I didn't look up anything to do with the Xbox, really. Uh, the PSN store, there's... I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's actually going to happen... I think it's a rumor. They're talking about the PSN store getting a revamp to be less text-heavy. So that would be nice. What would be nice is if they make it so that it loads fucking faster because it's really annoying. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, it makes me feel like it's my internet, but at the same time, I feel like the thing loads just slow for fucking yeah, everyone. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you mean. Like, I, I think when I actually finally got online on the uh, PSN... I was like, is this my internet or is it? Is this normally like this? But uh, apparently, no, it's, yeah. it's always like it. So, yeah, mm. it's not very good okay. at this point. But so hopefully they make that better. And that will do for the news. <laughs> we made Yay. it. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, this is Craig Peebles, and you're listening to Drop Bear Gaming, so watch out for the drop bears, they bite. This episode is just going to be a short one, obviously, apart from the uh, how long have we, half an hour that we've been recording already. Um, I just want to mention a few things. Extra Life, uh, there's a post on this website about Extra Life 2011. Extra Life is the brainchild of Doc Adams from Sarcastic Gamer, and it's uh, basically... You sign up, you get people to sponsor you, and then you play video games for 24 hours straight on October 15th, which is a Saturday, to raise money for children's cancer hospitals, which is a pretty good idea if you ask me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to be part of it. So I saw, Sweet. I saw you're going to do it, and I thought, oh, I'll pledge some money. Then I went... No, I'm doing it too. <laughs> yeah, just so you can pledge money and sign up and do it as well. Um, yeah. But basically, participants can choose which hospital that they're going to raise money for, and 100% of the money that you raise goes to that hospital. So it's a great cause. Uh, there's only one hospital in Australia at this point which you can raise money for. It's the Children's Hospital at Westmead in Sydney. But basically, you know... It would be nice to have one in Brisbane and Melbourne and Perth and whatnot, but sick kids are sick kids, so, you know, you've got to do your part. I guess the more popular it gets, they might they might look at taking it on board in other states and hospitals there. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I emailed Doc and hit him up about it, but last year, $6,000 was raised for the Westmead Hospital by Australians. So um, in the world, $465,000 was raised, US. So um, this year, hopefully we can get we can blow that $6,000 figure out of the water and then it should um, get some of the other hospitals to want to get on board with it. Mm. So make sure you sign up or give money and tell all your friends and family and gamer friends about it. The, um, the day, October 15th, is unfortunately the same day as the EB Games Expo. So that sucks. But uh, the rules of the... Uh, event allow for you to do the 24 hours the following weekend or the weekend after if you want if you need to so we Lucas and I will be doing it on the 22nd I think wait no I won't I have a wedding to go to on the 22nd so I'll be doing it on the 29th (laughs) great (laughs) lovely so if you want to by then hopefully I'll have a decent internet connection so I might be able to play online that'd Mm. be great hey so, on October 29th, if anyone wants to play games with me while I'm playing for 24 hours straight, or with Lucas on the 22nd, or you, Susie, you're yep. going to do it? I'm a, I'll do it on the 15th. Sweet. So, we'll just have three weekends of solid drop bear gaming. Gaming. There you go. You can so, wicked. Sc- scream at some noobs and raise some money to help the poor sick kids. Yep. I did this last year, and I raised 200 bucks. Oh, I think, yeah, 200 or 250 So that was good. Made me feel happy until about 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start playing at 8 a.m. and then finish at 8 a.m. on the Sunday. Oh. And it was kind of, by the time it hit 5, everyone who was, you know, come over to visit and stuff had not was not there. So <laughs> there was a lot of... There was a lot of Red Bull yeah. and um, twitching... Oh, they'd have to be. They'd have to be. I, I was going. I was thinking about it last year, but I, I sort of missed the boat on it. Um, I only sort of found out last minute, and um, I did ask my mum. I said, "Hey, if I sign up for this, are you going to pledge?" And she goes, "You play video games till five in the morning every weekend." <laughs> yeah. So, see, that's what my mum said. She said, "Oh, you're real hard to play video games for twenty four hours straight." I'm like. At least I'm raising money for kids with cancer. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's a mum thing. Yeah, but it's a great cause. Mm. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's a bit of a... Video gaming, obviously, is still a bit of a stigma in society a little bit. Mm. And um, so you're going to run into people who say that kind of thing. But, you know, it raises money for sick kids. So what more can you say, really? Yeah. Uh, um, if you sign up, there's a platinum package. Basically, if you sign up, it's free to sign up, but you can sign up for Platinum, which costs $15. Mm-hmm. And the first 500, I'm pretty sure it's five, the first 500 people who get over $200 raised get a free T-shirt, and the $15 basically covers your shipping. And I think the Platinum people also will go in the draw to win other stuff. So Nice. It's cool. And we might run some Drop Bear Gaming kind of stuff to go along with it to... Um, for incentives we have a drop bear gaming team our goal is set at a thousand dollars and if we hit that we'll raise it to two thousand and then to three thousand and then whatever so on and so forth so sign up go to dropbeargaming.com and find the extra life 
uh, article. I'll put a link on in the show notes and there'll be a permanent link on the right-hand column of the website. And there's a link to sign up for the Drop Bear Gaming team so you can p- participate and help raise money and help us meet our goal. That'll be great. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Um, did you get any questions? Um, no. no. Put out a tweet for questions, and no one wants no one wants to ask any questions. Hang on, hang on, a sec. Tim. Have you got a question for us? <laughs> no. Why are we so awesome? What? When can you come back on the show? <laughs> he didn't. Fuck, he could have come on the show this week. Next week. We'll get it back on. He, I reckon I reckon he should be a drop bear. Yeah, all right. Yeah. He can be a drop bear. Has he, how's Game Taco going? Uh, he hasn't done anything for him uh, in weeks. We can poach him. We, we, Matt says we can poach you. He can be drop bear wall drop now. Bear, drop bears eat tacos for breakfast, you know. Yeah, and especially Game Tacos. Especially Game Tacos. Mm. He can change his Twitter to... Drop bear wall. Drop bear wall. <laughs> so there's the one question for this week. Can, when can Wall Tim Wall Sata come back on the show uh, next week? Because it's going to be just you and me again, Susie. Yay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so there's the questions. If you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Hit us up on Twitter at dropbeargaming and at facebook.com forward slash dropbeargaming. And uh, that'll do us for this week. Mm. How's that? Pretty good. Pretty good. Boom. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. I would look up the iTunes reviews, but we probably I haven't looked for ages, so we probably don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you liked the episode. See you next week. No See you guys.